Is this confirmation? Hello, my name is Mespa. And I'm Alana. And today we're going to be talking about, well, confirmation. Woo! It's our first episode, and we're just here to discuss what confirmation means to us and what confirmation looks like as we go through life as youth, as we juggle the responsibilities of what the world is putting upon us and putting upon other people. And, you know, we had questions and we thought, what better way? to answer our questions than to just talk about it. Let's just have a little chat. Because we don't have answers. No, we don't. We, we, we have no clue what we're, we're saying. We're just noobs. But, um, you know, by just saying it out loud, perhaps confirmation <laughs> will come you, and answer. Can you, can you describe um, <laughs> the rubber ducky thing to, to our listeners? Oh, uh, yeah. Talking? The analogy I used to uh, as to why this podcast might be a good idea yeah. was rubber duck debugging, which is if you try to like solve a programming problem on your own, mm-hmm. you'll get like caught up in your own head and it's difficult. But if you explain it to someone, right. in the process of explaining it, you'll usually like come up with the answer. So uh, the joke is you can replace that person with a rubber duck and just <laughs> tell the rubber duck what your right. problem is. And you'll figure out the solution as you're working and I think it out. that's that's so interesting because a lot of the times we're just so in our head about what we're thinking that we don't always consult and talk to each other it's like oh i wonder what's going on and this allows us the opportunity to just talk it out even just like literally putting those ideas into words right really helps kind of shape the idea into something more concrete that can be tackled rather than this nebulous cloud of worries and anxieties and legitimate questions that's so accurate <laughs> my mental state most days a nebulous cloud of who knows what right right so we're here to talk about confirmation so question what does confirmation mean to you what does confirmation mean to me? Perfect. Uh, confirmation is something that I always struggle with because I'm constantly wondering, is this confirmation? Is this what this really is? They said it. They said it. <laughs> they said it. <laughs> so early this time. <laughs> um, and to me, I always think that confirmation is when you're putting effort into something and you're receiving some form of feedback, whether it be divinely intervened or whether it's someone saying no or yes to you in what you're doing. I think to me, that's kind of an example. Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. Um, I think it's a lot of the time, it's things that are like out of your control. We mm-hmm. talk about confirmation being something where you have a goal and you put effort towards attaining that and try to make sure that you are, um, you know, like maximizing your chances of success. And then uh, for the other things beyond that, things that you can't really tangibly, you know, either feel or you might not even know about, those are things that you just have to trust will magically find a way. Life finds a way. Right. That's that's not a good (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. A way, right? We find a way to do what we want to do, and we find a way to receive confirmation in what we're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, to people who are like perhaps non-religious, there's the 
concept of like the doors of the universe will open to those that make a valiant effort. And I think as Baha'is, we see that and we say that that this nebulous idea of the universe Mm -hmm. can actually be attributed to God. And so through the writings of the Baha'i faith, we know that as we take efforts and it's written that when we take concrete steps towards completing some goal, we know that we'll have divine confirmation. We'll have the hosts of divine assistance descend successively (laughs) upon us. Right. You had a quote actually about confirmation. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. Assuredly, divine confirmations will assist thee and the power of the covenant and testament will secure for thee triumph and victory. And that's from selections from the writings of Abdu'l-Bahá, which for those who don't know, Abdu'l-Bahá is the son of Baha'u'llah. Your thoughts on that quotation in regards to what we talked about with uh, confirmation and our definitions of it. I mean, I think it it kind of touches on things that we mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like how it starts with like, assuredly. It's, right. it's like, it's not even like a maybe. It's not a, it's something that you should have confidence in. Like it's going to happen. Like, you know, be assured of it. And we often talked about that. Like when we're trying to do something like, you know, like the junior youth groups and we're trying to like share the program and invite new people to join it. Uh, I remember reading some writings where it's, it, it's talking about how you shouldn't focus on like your own self because right. perhaps you might not have confidence in your own abilities, but you should have confidence in the support and the assistance from God, mm-hmm. which I often thought was like kind of, it was very beautiful, but also kind of difficult because, you know, it's like as an individual, I have so many flaws. I have so many things that are like obviously wrong. Right. And a lot of people do. We have issues. (laughs) Hey, now you're doing perfect. You're articulate. You're using your power of expression. Thank you. So well, you're welcome. Thank you. I I really, I really appreciate that. that. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing we've talked about before, but let's just rehash this out. What if we're supposed to be assured of this confirmation and we're supposed to be knowing that this is going to come our way, regardless of what we want, um, are we allowed to say no to confirmation? We're allowed to. You can do whatever you do, whatever you feel like. But, yeah, you had a good um, analogy for this, right? That if you want to yeah, share. Yeah, I think that confirmation is very easy to see in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking back, you can see how the choices that you made opened up paths and, uh, you know, other opportunities which you would have not thought of. Uh, and right. somehow, even something that didn't necessarily align with your goal, mm-hmm. but was still a positive thing, when you when you took that opportunity, it actually resulted in a path that brought you closer to your goal. So, right. that's why I think like, yeah, you can say no, but also sometimes the perception that you have of what is right for you and like the things you should be doing might not actually mm-hmm. be the best things for you. Because um, like in the moment, we don't always know what are the right steps we need to do in order to get to that goal that we have. Right? Like mm-hmm. if I want to be, I mean, let's do something tangible. Right? If you want to get a job in some field, um, right, maybe yeah. a volunteer opportunity that you take, even in a completely unrelated field, mm-hmm. will give you a connection to someone else who could then refer you to a job position. For sure. Um, and there's so many like roundabout ways where if you're still like staying true to the things you believe in and, you know, not 
obviously there's fr- frivolous tasks which you can like go off and do and there's so many distractions in this world but we can like be a judge of the things that are the choices that we have and can like see which ones appear to be right. you know, towards where we want to be <laughs> so so you mentioned like oh applying for jobs and things along those lines that can be considered because because I'm kind of in that situation now, right? And I feel like a lot of people who maybe maybe potentially listening to this, please do uh, share the podcast, click like and subscribe, listen um, on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else where you get your podcast. One of the things that we we do when we're our age, if we're not already settled into a career, we're constantly trying to figure out like, is this career right for us? Mm. Should I be starting a family? Should I go to graduate school? Should mm. I switch careers? Because this sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're understanding what confirmation means. And when we're going into like the workforce, as I, as I mentioned before, we are trying to find ways to receive confirmation like that. So, for example, I'm applying to jobs. And, you know, you or I currently, you know, get a, get a job interview from maybe one or two places, but I'm to like dozens of like jobs over the past, like several weeks and I am exhausted, but a place that seems like could be confirmation that fits what I have previous experience with, what I know I can and cannot do. I know my limitations and my current training and past training that kind of to me like feels like confirmation uh in a sense because i'm i've been putting in this effort i've been doing the best i can to find things that not only suit my needs but my desire to serve other people in the way that i know how to and in a way that fits their needs so Do you think that's maybe just like hearing that? Is that an example of confirmation that you would be like, yeah, that, that sounds right. Is is there, do you have another example? Yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me blabber on there. (laughs) Thanks for giving me a multiple choice answer. I could either choose A or B and I chose. How about C answer? What are your thoughts when people... Because you, you've had questions like this before, right? About your own personal career path and what you were yeah, doing. Yeah, I remember feeling like the job opportunity I got after university felt like confirmation. It felt like something that was completely unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, but it was right along the lines of what I wanted to do. And it's funny because when I was younger, I always thought about like somehow having my own like company and being able to like design like tools and technology. Um, right. But as I got older, I'm like, okay, well, that's a bit of a pipe dream. I'm never going to be like a Steve Jobs or, or you know, Bill Gates, like yeah. having my own tech company. Yeah, I can run a startup, but like actually doing that. And I, I did, I did try the startup path, and it wasn't that successful. And I'm like, man, like being able to like enact change at a larger level and create like meaningful and useful technology for people is really difficult because if you make something small, you're it's just such a long journey to get to a larger a yeah. larger product, something that actually like a platform where a lot of people use and you right. can actually help people in that regards. And then I had this job opportunity where I'm working for a pretty large company, but I'm working in a very new department. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually get to be involved in like the design of these tools. I get to have a say in like the the technology that we get to choose, the projects that we take on. And I've even gotten the opportunity to hire people, which is just like mind blowing. I never thought I would oh get gosh, this. Oh my gosh, look at you. I know, I know. It's pretty crazy. You're in charge of people's confirmation. Right? Which is insane. But it's also a lot of pressure because I need to like I need to make sure the people that I hire are you know, good for the job, have the right skills, are going to contribute to the culture of the team mm -hmm. in a way that is, you know, that doesn't um, doesn't damage any of the existing elements. Right. So I like I totally see this job as like a form of confirmation, but I've also like I think I've worked my butt off to get here. So <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of I kind of feel in a way that like it's it's like it's on the one hand you could see it as you know a. a a divine force helping you, but it's important to not forget the personal initiative that it took to actually get there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I know none of us are saying this, but I feel like from an, if you were standing from an outside and you hear the word confirmation, you're like, oh, okay, these people just think that you like pray and like stuff happens. Right. And it's but important that's not to not, the case. <laughs> yeah, it's important to not neglect the like individual and like effort that it takes to get to a get to these points right like individual uh responsibility is so important when we consider confirmation because part of the point is you have to put in the effort to receive it you can't just lounge around all day and be like oh i asked god to or i asked whatever who you ever you believe in to give me a job and to help me out but you aren't putting in efforts to look for those opportunities if you aren't putting in something, it's a little difficult to get something back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now I have a question for you. Okay. Where does the... <laughs> so willingly accepting the question. Um, where does the... Like, how does the concept of confirmation help? Because if, if, if at the end of the day, it still requires you to put effort, mm -hmm. then couldn't you just say, oh, well, I put the effort and it was like all me. Like, I did the work. And I made the connections and I got this job or I put in the work and I solved this problem. Yeah. I you know, didn't like, receive help from anyone else. Yeah. Like it was me. Like I, I've often heard people like um, whenever there's a, a comment on like a Reddit post or on Facebook where someone's like, oh man, this person is so blessed. Uh, like, thank God that this person got these benefits. And someone comments like, what did God have to do with this? You know, like this person did it on their own. They didn't use any external help. Right. They didn't need your prayers. Um, and, and like, they kind of make a point. Like, how do you, mm -hmm. like, how do we not fall into the realm of superstition where we, like you said, just think that, like, if you just pray, stuff will happen. And how do we still also respect the, the effort that an individual has to go through? Uh, that's a really good question because I feel like, a majority of the world's population have a different view on this, right? Like everyone has their own different idea. To me, I would think one of the, there, I, there's two parts, right? The first is this idea that confirmation to me is not about this divine hand, this like, like glittering hand coming from the sky and like handing Parting you the clouds and coming <laughs> yeah. down, lifting yeah, you up Trump from the gutter blaring. and raising you. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, to me, that's not confirmation. Like the fanfare on the trumpets of the angels. <laughs> Banners, you did it. 
Like that's not it, right? <laughs> that's that's Confirmation. not. <laughs> is this this? That's not right. So it, there's the the balance of understanding that this hand that you visualize coming down from the sky helping you is actually something you should see and the opportunities you are given and the opportunities that are being taken away. So like we could, we could balance that, what you were talking about, the question, balance our understanding of just praying and putting an effort of being like, oh, you put in the effort and maybe you like say a little bit of prayers. Uh, and if you don't do one of the either, like that's, you know, your, your shindig. But the hand that we, we visualize coming down from the sky is actually the hand that is offering you the opportunities, these confirmations. And it's what we decide to do with them, you know. And then the other end would be something we've talked about before. And also something that's really big in most communities is reflection. And I think reflecting on ourselves and you know, you said high science twenty twenty. Recognizing hindsight's literally every other year than this. Then again, to be fair, this might be the year we all look back and be like, oh, we should have made these drastic changes that are necessary to the development and progress of our community and social and material and spiritual. And we should have done that like 20 years ago. 150 years ago. But it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh reflecting. And understanding what have I done? Where can I improve? And where can I put in more effort? Where do I need to redirect my effort? And how do I find an understanding of, you know, it's not just putting yourself into account each day, but also understanding how we could maybe recognize those confirmations as we move forward. I was yeah. going to add one other thing um, that, you know, in, in the Baha'i faith, there's a really common. I mean, core theme, which is the harmony of science and religion. Mm -hmm. And so I can kind of see how the individual effort is kind of like the scientific thing. It's the thing you can see, you can prove, uh, even yeah. though it's different to each individual. You can measure it too. You can measure it on your own scale, right? As your own personal yeah. level. Um, but then there's the unknown. There's the things where you're uncertain about those things that you can't control. And the concept of confirmation helps kind of reassure you just like that quote said, assuredly, the divine, mm -hmm. um, what was it? Assuredly, divine confirmations will assist thee. The, the concept of confirmation is like that. It's like, it's like a teacher saying, don't worry, you know, just like go <laughs> forward and, and you'll be fine. And in a sense, it's kind of like that. It's, it's as you make those efforts, as you move forward, always, you know, trying your best will get you the best results right. with tautology, but it works. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. We all reflect differently and we all think about things differently. And do you reflect often? That was real talk, real talk. <laughs> do you actually reflect often? Real talk, that's right. Do you reflect often? I try, but I feel like sometimes when I'm in a good headspace, then reflection is easy because mm -hmm. I can see, okay, I did these things. I have these goals. And I like to I like to do this thing where I think about where I will be in like five years and the type of like the mental state that I want to have mm -hmm. in the, the steps I'm taking to get there. Mm -hmm. So on days when, you know, I've actually done work and things are like 
moving forward, I've gone out and I've done that walk or I've done, done like a push up. Just know? one push up. It's great. That, that's a thing I, I could check off on my list. But then other days where I've just been like super busy with work or I've just been like, I don't know, just like not willing to do anything. Just like I felt like, especially on weekends, sometimes I just feel like I've wasted the day or I haven't, like I've done stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, I don't, I don't yeah. need to reflect on this. I know I did nothing today. I don't, I don't need my conscious being like, well, you should have done this better. It's like, I know, geez, get off my You're face. You're like, I get it. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Like, oh, I think those are the days where you have to reflect more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my boss telling me he had a friend who was like this. I think he did judo karate. Anyway, he was this like amazing individual. And his saying was every day you should have like an hour of reflection, an hour of meditation. And on days where you don't have an hour, spend two hours doing it. It's like the days where you're like extra busy and your mind is completely full. Those are the days you need to spend more time on meditation, even though you think you don't have that time. Why, why do you think it's important to spend that extra time reflecting or even meditating? Well, it goes back to the, the rubber duck debugging, right? When you're, because <laughs> you get, you get caught in your head, you get yeah. these ideas and notions, little worries and fears build up into these like crippling thoughts um yes and or even just other actions you might not realize that you're actually doing something that's detrimental to your own mental health or detrimental mm-hmm. to the, the work that you've done to to progress Good and so point. i say this but then i also know that like i don't i i, I don't do it and i need to well as someone who doesn't reflect as often as she probably should current climate makes it difficult to focus on our own actions, but also we need to reflect upon those actions. How can we better learn to reflect? I think one step I would take is just doing it first off. Like the, they say that if you do something consistently, like every day for two weeks or three weeks, it becomes habit. And so if you can develop the habit of reflecting, every single night before you go to bed, that would already be like a huge step towards mm-hmm. towards having like good daily reflections. It's just the fact that you're taking that time every single day yeah. to just pause and think about yourself, your actions, the day, what happened during this day? Mm-hmm. What did you really hate about it? What did you really like about it? What would you want to repeat next day? Yeah, that's, that's good. It's like just making it a habit and like not... I even think like not even beating yourself up over it. Sometimes I feel like crap when I think, oh, I forgot to say my obligatory prayer. Or, oh, I forgot to do this. I just, you, sometimes we feel shame for not. We shame ourselves. We shame ourselves. You're exactly correct. But like just making this, this habit of being gentle with ourselves and understanding that not only in general, as we move forward through these difficult times that our world and our country or my country, you're in Canada. <laughs> my country is facing. Right, because Canada is just like a land of peace and joy all the time. Yeah, clearly. You know, you guys don't have your own problems or anything like that. Absolutely not. Um, no, no. Peace loving sus- to say, no systemic thank racism you all the time. towards indigenous populations. No. Absolutely not. Not that I see. Nothing. No racial <laughs> issues. 
Um, <laughs> Especially on the West Coast, where there's a lot of immigrant populations. You know, none of those. Yeah, none of those things. So Land I have... of flowers and roses. <laughs> so one of the things that not only do I, I come across as a challenge when just thinking about confirmation and whether or not something is confirmation, or do you have any examples of things that would be put in someone's path to question whether or not this is confirmation and you should move forward and you should overcome this obstacle, or you should say, okay, this is clearly not the path I should be taking. Yeah, I think going back to kind of what we said a bit earlier about how like you have to make an effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you don't make an effort, you can't just say, oh, nothing's happening. Therefore, I'm not being confirmed or expect things to just happen magically. Um, right. So I'd say one, that might be one uh, kind of test. It's like, have you actually taken an effort or is it just something that has randomly come up? Yeah. That might be an indicator of whether or not, because according to the Baha'i faith, the definition of confirmation is uh, I'm now blanking on what the actual definition is, but it involves action. It involves receiving confirmation in- from God when you put in effort. Basically, this is the doled down version, watered down version. So it requires that effort. So if mm-hmm. if it's just a random thing that's happened, it might still be positive, but it also might not be exactly confirmation. Um, yeah, and I agree. Let's say another thing, and I forgot. Oh, I was going to say another thing. Um, Also, when you do hit a roadblock, that might not always be like negative confirmation. That might actually be a challenge that once you overcome, you've developed skills and abilities uh, in doing so that are now going to, you know, better yourself and help you towards that goal. So yeah, not every single obstacle is is a sign that that you're on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And not every good like event is a sign that you're on the right path. Yeah. And your thought that I would agree with is the main difference is the effort that you put into it and receiving whether or not it's something you overcome it or it's something that's like a repeated like barrier that this is confirmation that you should not be moving forward. I think also confirmation has to do with the type of goal you have. Like we mm-hmm. talked about, I remember in the junior youth text, Breezes of Confirmation, we talk about setting a lofty goal. Right. Yeah. And then there's that section where it's like, what is a lofty goal? Like what, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if I want to just like, I don't know, I want to ace my physics test. Is that really a lofty goal? I'm developing my knowledge, but what types of goals are actually lofty? Well, how would you define a lofty goal? To me, a lofty goal is something that we put in place for ourselves that doesn't just benefit us. So it's it's not a selfish goal, something that's part of a bigger picture. So um, we talk about how um, Rose, right, in the Breezes of Confirmation wants to be a nurse or is it right. Rosanda? Rose. Rose wants to be a nurse. And that's kind of like her goal, right? And so that that lofty goal of going to and, school, and her reason to become a nurse is to help the people in her community, absolutely. not to make that sweet sweet nurse salary. Yeah, and not to be abused by you know everyone else in the medical industry because she's a nurse. Ooh. Real Actually, talk. Too real. Too real. <laughs> so it's a goal that makes you consider the the consequences of your actions also. So if I make this a goal, what do I have to do to get there? And how does it not just impact me, but how does it impact everyone else around me? And it's not something that's, you know, as I said, selfish. It's not something that makes you think about only you, but also the betterment of people around you. 
Yeah. And I think that a, a goal can still be on like personal improvement. Like you can still Absolutely. want to better yourself, but you're also being conscious of like how that personal development increases your capacity to serve others. Absolutely. And again, that's part of confirmation, right? We also are putting in that effort to not only help us, but to help other people. And in turn, like this cycle of confirmation continues, right? At least that's how I visualize it. cycle of confirmation. And it serves us all. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Yeah, to me, that's what a lofty goal is. And it helps you just grow. And it's not something that allows you to stay dormant. It's something that allows you to take action and better yourself, as you said. So that's my example of a lofty goal. (laughs) Or what I think of a lofty goal being. Do you think this podcast is a lofty goal? Honestly, I kind of do. Why? Because this podcast is something that I have never really seen myself doing. Mm. But it's not just about it's not just about me discussing topics, right? And it's not just about you discussing things. It's about how can we also help each other understand and how can we take these concepts that we're trying to understand together and apply them, right? It's all about like application of learning, an active agent of our own learning. And how what here, here. It to do that. Here, here. <laughs> and I think in that regard, if I look at my my previous definition, then I think this would be considered a lofty goal. Yeah. What do, what do you think? Do you think this is a lofty goal? Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it is something that is worth doing and is, like you said, will hopefully help others. At least it, it helps further the conversation, right? It provides another yeah. platform, another venue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be doing it. We have so much more to talk about. And I, I think it's hilarious that we're actually turning this into a podcast instead of uh, one of our four hour long video chats. It allows us to discuss these things. And boy, do I think there are things to discuss. That's our episode. Thanks for listening. Is This Confirmation is created by Alana Petrich and Mespa Molavi. Learn more at isthisconfirmation.com.